Because this is a new song from one of the most recognizable tenor voices in rock, John Anderson, the voice of Yes that we all know. This song, Rama Lama, is on his new album, which is like a tonic to this moment, an escape and takes us to another place. 1,000 Hands Out July 31st includes fellow Yes bandmate Steve Howe, Ian Anderson, Jean-Luc Ponty, Chick Corea, and the Tower of Power Horns. This is partly why this podcast was created, to honor the people responsible for music that was part of the soundtrack of our collective consciousness, our collective lives, especially back when music was communal. On at the same time and all the time on our radios, music is not only healing to our souls, but it's the closest thing we have to a time machine, and it can lift our spirits up. Welcome to Go Beyond Here. I'm Carrie. Go Beyond Here is my website, and this podcast was born out of the forced worldwide reconnection with ourselves period, the new COVID-19 world, which is a reminder that time and tomorrow is not a given. These fall on our knees moments are a reminder in life there is a spiritual side to the physical plane we live on, and life's tough moments are a Morse code from the universe to make sure the life path we've chosen is the one we're meant to be on. Are we honoring the gifts we brought with us in this life? Are we seeing the glass half full rather than half empty? These moments are times we're forced to grow spiritually and do our spiritual homework. And this podcast is my spiritual homework. As I go back to my old music blog when I was a Huffington Post contributor and I interviewed musicians who chose the Mozart life, the tougher road in life, the one that had no promise of money, but it was the one they were meant to be on, the one where they honor their gifts, their higher selves, living out their passion and owning their raison d'etre, even if someone else might not believe in their music. By allowing me the privilege of connecting their guardian angels, loved ones on the other side, they're encouraging me and my gift, which isn't as accepted in society as theirs is, as we talk about their similar gift of channeling music from their higher selves and the other side. Hopefully, these conversations about their spiritual component to the physical plane can be of service to others to own your own raison d'etre, your reason for being in this life, to use your gifts to be of service. I am so excited to welcome Rock and Roll Hall of Famer John Anderson, founding member of one of rock's biggest groups, Yes!, there's a lot to get to the uh, worldwide hit that everyone knows, Owner of a Lonely Heart, your new 11 song album, which is out at the end of July, which you began writing 20 years ago. Thanks again for joining me, John. Thank you so much. Very well spoken. Thank you. I just want to get the mitzvah out of the way. I'm just going to do the reading really quickly, which is a spiritual component and what I do on the radio. So go ahead and say your full name three times and the name of your loved one, your guardian angel on the other side once and a question for the loved one. They may or may not answer directly. That's just my tuning fork. John Roy Anderson, John Roy Anderson, John Roy Anderson, my father, 
Albert Edward Anderson. I could. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask for your grandmother because, or a woman, because I kept saying, I kept getting, she loves you very much. Like, is your mother over there as well? Yeah, yeah. Kathleen. Yeah. Kathleen. Is I there. felt like a mother figure was coming through and <laughs> wanted to have you ask her about, about how she was doing and everyone there. Okay. Your father said he's doing very well. And he shows me an interesting image, like he's paddle boating, like he's actually rowing a boat. Now, I don't know if he literally did that in life. Did he ever row, did he ever like row a boat or in canoe, a canoe or row a boat, paddle boat or anything? Because he's showing me paddle boating. So the image of paddle boating, which I never see in a reading. Do you paddle boat? Do you ever ride a boat or a canoe? Not really. Ever? I go windsurfing when I get time. Do you paddle out when you're windsurfing? Do you paddle? Is there a paddle? You can do, but I never do that. You do that. So okay. I'll, I'll think about the paddle. Don't worry. He says you're doing fine. And he said that, have you been, have you been worried lately or a little anxious or like, like, I'm just going to assume that you had a whole tour planned and, and that's on hold. Is that true? Yeah, well, that, that I obviously think about these things, but I'm working on new music, so I, yeah. I don't really care so much yeah. about anything, yeah. just working on new music. And your father said you're very spiritual, so anything that comes to you, you just knock it out of the ballpark. So this is a pause in the world, and you're, you've been taking the pause and running with the ball and making the most of uh, lemons. You're making lemonade out of lemons, he said. So you're really doing the spiritual homework. So you're really making use of your time at home. Is that true? Well, I'm very blessed. I have a beautiful wife, my wife, Jane. And, uh, you know, we're very happy together. We live away from the world at the moment because of the, the COVID. And uh, we live near a small village and we live up in the hills away from everything. And we're just having a great time together. So I'm very blessed in that way. I'm writing music every day. Yeah. He's saying that you're really making the most of your time at home. So it's the writing the music part and you're doing your spiritual homework. He's pushing me to my questions because... I want to get to your music. I loved so many of these these songs on the 11 track album, which goes very quickly, the 11 songs. He's pushing me to my question. Are, are there any metaphysical experiences that opened you up to let you know, like the readings that I'm doing, that there is a spiritual side to the physical plane we live on? Did you have any metaphysical or spiritual experiences <laughs> that are connected to the, you know this whole moment, uh, yes. this, this reading? Yes. This, yeah. Yes. I, I was very fortunate to meet my spiritual teacher in 1987. And uh, my mother, Kathleen, she, I remember seeing my mother for the last time. She, she did this to me. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting in bed. She wasn't very well. But the last time I saw her was that. And uh, my spiritual teacher reminded me of my mother. And uh, okay. since then, she passed away 10 years later. And then the new... Uh, spiritual teacher, Audrey Kitagawa, took on the mantle of uh, spreading the word around the world. And she does it in an incredible fashion. She's uh, highly evolved. So me and my wife, Jane, and my family all considered my mother, Audrey Kitagawa. So we're very happy. She is now the chair of the Parliament of Religions. In the past year, she became that. And she is, uh, she's working tirelessly to yeah. spread the love of the spiritual awakening that we're all going through. Yes, we are. This moment, this, uh, is, yes, yes. This event. 
your father said you recognize this moment, this pause was a necessary pause for the world, even though people are disrupted by it. Your father said that you recognize the beauty and the healing quality of this pause moment that we're meant to go through. He said that you're, you know why we're going through. You feel it. You feel the reason. Yes, raising the conscious, consciousness yes. and the fact that we're all connected throughout the world by the internet for the first time in the history of the human experience. And uh, this is a great time on many levels. And a lot of people are going through hardships, that's for sure. But in the collective, it'll eventually, you know, slowly but surely, wake us all up in a better dream, you see. Yeah, and he's pushing me to talk about your album because okay. I feel this album, and I wanted to get to Owner of a Lonely Heart as well, but he, he's pushing me to your music because I felt when I listened to this 11-song album, it is such a divine timing, even though it took you, it, you started it 28 years ago. It's very spiritual. It's related to this moment because you have so many bird songs and so, many, so much nature in it. The, yeah. so, the song, I Found Myself, you start, you have violins, you have nature and bird songs, like this peaceful garden, this forest land. And it reminds me of when I spoke to Judy Collins recently about love being total acceptance. And that is how I felt about this song. When you said, when I'm with you, you bring me close to heaven. You show me such love, you build a world that everything is possible. You show everything is possible and you're so in love, high above the world. You understand me. You understand how I love you. Much of this is about love and true acceptance of another soul. Is that true? That's how this song resonates very, to me. Very true. My wife, Janie, is uh, my heart and soul. And uh, we sing together on that song and she sings on every album. She's, she's a really good singer, but a most beautiful soul, that's for sure. Yeah, I was in the kitchen, and at first, the nature sounds, I thought it was a mouse in the house, but it was, was this, <laughs> in my music blog and in this interview, I always ask about a pure channel moment, channeling a song from your higher self, the other side, your gift you brought with you. Was this song a pure channel moment for you? How, how long, was it a quick song to write? How many minutes, if so? Well, I did probably wrote it in an hour or something like that. But most of the music that I've been writing since the 70s is all definitely connected to a book that I, I read. When I first started, yes, uh, I, I found this book by Vera Stanley Alder, and the book is called The Finding of the Third Eye. And Vera Stanley Alder lived in North London, and I read this book about the third eye, and it opened up my Third state eye. of mind yeah. from then on. Your father, so, your father said you use your third eye a lot to write your music. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Obviously, uh, as time goes along, it becomes a natural event to write yeah. songs and, and to incorporate some of the things that are happening around me, of course. Uh, I don't write hymns or anything like that. I write music. And it's more about the your father said that you don't write hymns per se, but your father said you do write hymns. They're just not technical hymns, but they're very much connected to God and the universe and why we're here. That's what he just said. True. That's what he just I'd said. I'd say so. Because yeah. I only know this album, this new album, but he's saying that he's been on the sidelines and he knows that you channel from your higher self. You channel from a place that is so easy to, to get your own gift from the other side, your higher information. And your father said it was that first teacher helped you, but you've been on the path, the spiritual path for a long time, he said. Is that true since the 70s? 
Yeah, it yeah. took me a long time to be able to meditate. I couldn't meditate until I met my teacher in 87. And okay. She was the uh, first lady. Because I'd met one or two gurus along the way, but she was the first one that I understood. And Because she said one thing which was important. She said, before we start, God is free. Oh, wow. I said, yes, you're correct. Yes, yes, he's free. Yeah. Yeah, it's as opposed to people having to charge for God, right? <laughs> well, you don't charge to get to heaven because right, you're going to go right. there anyway. That's a good point. Yeah. Connected yeah. to this conversation, your song, you know, I only realized last night, WDMCF. I just realized last night, listening over and over again, where, it means where does music come from? That is a line. That's um, true. And you mentioned past lives. And I don't know, have you read the Brian Weiss book about past lives called Many Lives, Many Masters? Have you read that book? Hi, Brian. Brian, big fan of yes. And when I first met my wife, Jane, in uh, 28 years ago, in 94, uh, 93, we were having our first dinner together. And she said, "Uh, have you read Many Lives, Many Masters? And I said, I know Brian. I know Brian very well. Oh, what what happened was about three weeks later, he was coming to Los Angeles to do uh, one of the speaking engagements. So we arranged for me and my wife to meet with him in a hotel near the airport, L.A. And uh, he was able to give uh, my wife, Jane, uh, an incredible event in her life. And uh, it was remarkable what happened to her. Regressing and even going to heaven and met with her father, which was beautiful. I um, had my own experience about back then, and I got to interview him. And then I, you know, many years ago, before the internet and everything, and I did an article. I did a past life regression through someone who was trained by him, and it changed my life. So I always mention this book a lot on this podcast. A lot of episodes I yeah. mentioned because there are a lot of people who believe in past lives as well. But I felt like you believed in it, and it really is a life changer because it doesn't it give you a different sense of life in a different dimension that we're not just here in this physical body this one time with our name now we have many lives in many other bodies other dimension it's other a dimensional thing a multi-dimensional thing or so yeah i live a very open life of, yeah. on that level just everything is everything is possible we don't know <laughs> we, we we only know a little bit a little about bit. this planet and what lives on this planet and what is surrounding us on this planet we just know a little bit and it's a growing experience. So yeah, it's okay. We'll have to talk a little more sometime down the road about this conversation with your wife, because like, I'm such a big fan and he's such a national treasure and I could tell you believe in it. And also that song is about channeling your gift from your, the other side. You, is that your piano playing or is that someone who plays piano? That's a beautiful piano interlude in there. Oh, that's great. Um, the producer, okay. Michael Franklin. He's a very talented guy. And in the course of making 1,000 Hands, he was able to bring in so many wonderful artists to perform on, oh, the, yeah. on the track. So it's, it's a gem of an album for people to, to uh, enjoy. Yeah, and one of the lyrics, I must have been another lifetime taking in knowledge, never to begin. Tell me where does music come from inside, yeah. outside, forever. Music come up, music come up. There is same as the power that gives you the power of my love. So another song that I loved on the album was Activate. Again, there's nature sounds that you put on this song, the bird songs, yeah. and, and you have a flutist on here, which I assume is Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull. Yeah, again, that was Michael 
Franklin who uh, got in touch with Ian and got him to play on the album, on the track itself. And uh, it's mesmerizing when, when you, you have a piece of music you're enjoying, you bring in the talent. Yeah. <laughs> it just it elevates the track, the, oh, the music completely. Yeah. So yeah, uh, joyful experiences. Yeah, and to hear a rock album with flute, the flute, violins, and bird songs, it's so yep. it's so calming and peaceful. And in the in this lyric, don't get in the way of the light that shines from within your heart and fear and greed trying to tear us apart. Everything begins and end, ends with you. That sounds very yeah. metaphysical, John. Is that is that what you meant about God or yeah. our inner guard? Or <laughs> well, it's it's the idea that Christ consciousness is within everyone yeah and uh, the four risen masters are jesus buddha krishna muhammad and once you let go of holding on to your religion yeah and saying everybody else is going to hell ours is the best <laughs> yes as soon as you as soon as you do that you're, you're a happy soul you're a better person because of that and this song We've been waiting here for you since time has begun. And the only way we have of contacting you for sure is the melody of music and the harmony of love. That yeah. speaks about, again, channeling that, them, the other side, the God consciousness, where we came from and where we'll go back to, John. It's very a higher, yeah. higher self. You know, it's about where we come from and where we're going back to. When I heard that, that's what I felt. Yeah, it's about the fairy kingdom, the TV world. Yes, the other side. Yeah. They just released Firstborn Leaders from Blue Alon Records, and it's this upbeat Calypso African-like track with lyrics, including everybody wants what they cannot have. Everybody yeah. needs what they cannot see. Everybody wants what they haven't got. That seems to be the reason for that song. And it's apropos to any moment. And this cleansing moment of the world is redefining for people who feel life has been disrupted. Hopefully, like you said, they'll raise a consciousness about why they're yeah. here. And that lyric makes me feel like it's connected to this moment. Yeah, the end of the song, you have it all. You've got everything. So don't panic. Yeah, you, you've got everything. And your father keeps saying that you're very, he's using the word disciple. So you're, you're like a really good disciple of the other side. And so he said, you've, you're, I know this is a new album you started 20 years ago. We're releasing it now. But he said you have another new album now that you're, you're really focusing on. And you mentioned earlier your writing. So is that five to eight songs, five to eight new songs that you've been working on that are not related to this new album, that you, in this moment of the world, you've started five to eight new songs? It's a large project, which I'm working on. It'll take another year or so to finish. And we started writing chapter two, because this, this 1,000 Hands, chapter one, is this what it is? Yeah. And we're starting to write the chapter two now, uh, well, a few months ago. Yeah. And so every, every month, a song will come along and we'll say, that's in chapter two. Chapter so two. that'll okay. come out next next yeah. or something like that. Because I... Your father says you have a new you have a new album project related to this album, like like a chapter two exactly, like another another new album down the road related to this, but not not part of it exactly. And I felt it yeah. was new music you were writing in this moment. Yeah, it's it's it, it's so also this other project that I'm working on has a lot to do with. You can actually listen to it on uh, YouTube. Uh, the music. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's, it's called Hopefulness, Joyfulness, oh, wow. Gratefulness, Thankfulness. And it's four pieces of just the music. And I've been working on interplaying the, 
some uh, yeah. s- some melodies and lyrics now I've, I've i've actually finished the first draft of that and get back into it later this year or early next year and you know you want to add orchestra and things yeah. like that choir and things so it'll take his time and time we have he said that you mentioned it's just music now but he said you're going to add your vocal to the track yeah down the road yeah, 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 yeah. it's five to eight new yeah. songs it's it's sort of like another project but related to this project Owner of a Lonely Heart, everyone around the world, been alive in the 80s like me, know this song. It is our entry point to many of us to yes from that moment. Can you talk a little bit about that moment and that song? Because I only just looked at the lyrics, just looking at the lyrics. I was surprised at how deep they can be to people about owning your own power, picking yourself up, creating energy movement in your life. You are the move you make, take your chances. You are the steps you take. There's no reason to be lonely. Be yourself, give your free will a chance. If you've got to want to succeed, don't deceive your free will at all. Just receive it. Can you talk a little about some of these lyrics? I know all of you wrote it together, but can you talk about your contribution? It's such a a beautiful song beyond just rocking to the riffs and beyond the chorus. Right. Well, what happened was they had the song, chorus and everything, and I came in late to the project. And uh, But the, the melody of the, the verse didn't really work for me. I said I could rewrite the verse, if you like. And so I wrote the first verse with Trevor Rabin, the guitarist who wrote the song. And he was happy the way I was going with the lyric and everything. I said, you've got to be very staccato the groove of the song music and then i'd throw in things that i was thinking you know move yourself come on you know yeah you act together or you'll be a owner of a lonely heart you know what that's now that (laughs) we're talking about it it, it's let me to it so they they let me get on with doing the lyrics yeah the melodies you know what it's like as a kid i just caught the the guitar riffs that are booming and the chorus but your father meant, mentioned that you were able to make it your song because you were singing it, but you were channeling yeah. from that moment. So was that a pure channel moment when you added that lyric? Because they're deep. They're pretty deep about creating energy yeah. movement yeah. for your life. And you don't want to be lonely. And that speaks to this moment as well now. Yeah, what, once I've got the, in my head, it t- took about an hour or two to finish the lyric and everything and sing it. So then I, there was another song to do. So it's about... 10 songs that I had to do over a period of two weeks. So I just got on with it. And then I looked back and thought, oh, yeah, I was being very positive in that song. Yeah. I only just realized that looking at the lyrics, when you sing, when I sing, I feel my heart chakra opening up and my hands chakra sometimes vibrate. It means I'm dialed in and my spirit is open. Do you feel that energy opening and fully connected to your higher self when you're singing as well? On stage, you get into that zone, projecting the song, and I always feel very comfortable with the lyric. And I always feel like I'm having a great time. Yeah. So I'm more than likely that that's what's happening is that I go on stage and I'm so, I feel very blessed to do what I do. And I go on stage and I project happiness and goodwill and come on, let's uh, have a good time. And this song's pretty cool too, you know. When you sing many of these songs, it must be such a blessing to be a channel for such joy. Do you ever think about how much this is so healing for so many of us and to be a channel for healing to this higher vibrational ethereal thing called music? Yeah, I do, but it's not uh, always in my focus. I'm just very grateful for what I do and the the progression of music that I'm doing now and over the years. I look back with a lot of pride 
and happiness that I worked with such great musicians all the, all the right. time and never really got into, well, we've got to make sure that this song is for the radio. Just make sure the song is good, make a good recording, make it sound really different and good. That's been my plan all the time. I haven't stopped thinking that way. There are divine moments of serendipity where life opens the door. It's the catalyst that leads us onto the path we're meant to be on. What was that door opening moment for you um, back then where you <laughs> knew this is where I'm supposed to be? This is my life path of music. <laughs> Should I tell her? Well, <laughs> you have an audience there, does, your wife. Does, it, does your does wife it, want to join well, us? <laughs> <laughs> she don't. Very hard for me to not. I'm sort of his memory keeper, so there's things that I feel like, honey, go ahead and say that. Come and say hello, yeah, Jane, okay. so I can see. We can, we should we should talk offline, Jane, about Brian Weiss. Yes, Jane, we, we have so much to discuss. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I have to tell you my six past lives I did recently. I can't wait. Three hours each life. I went three hours in, and there were two. No. Jane, there were two lives where I had this gift and I never used it. That's why I'm doing it now. And there were two lives where there was a pandemic because I kept saying there's a plague going on. I don't know what it is. And I was a medicine woman in Cornwall. <laughs> Incredible. In Cornwall. Cornwall. Wow. Incredible. So I have, my goal is to one day end up in Cornwall. Like I'm glad you're the first yeah. person who knows Brian Weiss. <laughs> it was amazing. It really was the first date. I went, have you, because I was always a spiritual seeker. Yeah. And what, what attracted me to John, which he's not really fully saying because you, uh, you don't know all of yes, but all of his lyrics are spiritual. And spiritual. Why, yeah. All of them. And yeah. he is a total channel. A complete yes. channel of the he's divine. He's not saying it. He he, I'm trying to get him to say it. He's not saying it. And so <laughs> I know. And so when I met him, that was the, the, for me, the amazing condition that I found a seeker and a very deep spiritual person. But that was why I said, have you ever read this book, Many Lives, yes. Many Masters? And it was so funny that he goes, well, not only have I read it, I know the guy wrote it and I've written a musical. You didn't tell her that. No. About his work. He wrote a musical about his work. John, finish the story that the catalyst that opened the door that led you onto your life path. In 1977... Yeah, I was already, I'd written a song called Soon or Soon the Light. And I used to sing it to thousands and thousands of people everywhere all over the world at the end of a large scale piece of music. And uh, I was always thinking, what, you know, what is the light? Because I've read about Herman Hess, Siddhartha, Journey to the East, Yogananda, Paramananda Yogananda. And said, what is the light, you know? But I, I go on stage at the end of this gigantic piece of crazy music and then I'd sing soon or soon the light with laser beams in front of 15, 20,000 people everywhere. And uh, then I was on the show in uh, Las Vegas. And after the show, um, I went to see uh, with the band, we all went to see Frank Sinatra in uh, Caesar's Palace. And that was remarkable because Frank Sinatra was an incredible incredible singer and projecting incredible and i wanted to meet him after the show so everybody went to a big party and i said no i'm i'm just going to hang in, in in the casino and went to the stage door 
And I later found out that Frank Sinatra never used the stage door, a <laughs> secret tunnel, to get to his rooms in uh, in uh, Caesar's Palace Hotel. So I just sitting there, sort of as a bench, and watching people playing one-armed bandits and you know gambling. And uh, someone tapped me on my shoulders about night as well, and I turned around. It's a little girl, and she looked at me and said, "Are you ready?" It was just the way she said it. Wow. I said, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, good. You're ready. And she ran away to her parents at the door, like two hippie type. And I waved to them, thank you. And I turned around and I'm sitting next to a guy, a very Jamaican looking guy. And he said, John, are you ready? And I said, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I'm ready. You know, and he said, let's, let's, Let's go somewhere. Yeah, let's go to the bar, I said, because I needed a drink. <laughs> it's kind of freaking me out a little bit because it wasn't, she, angels, yeah. I was surrounded yeah. by the angel energy, you know? Yeah. I'd never, ever before. And so he said, to, I asked him who he was. He said, well, you can call me lucky. And I give a million dollars or you can meet with God. Wow. And I said, I think I'd like to meet with God, you know? It's, okay, so... Where can we go? And I said, well, let's go to my, my room, you know. And we walked along the corridors upstairs. And, I, and he said that he was going to chant. And it'll sound very loud, John, but don't worry, don't hear it. I said, okay. You know, I really believed in this energy of this guy, you know. And uh, so I went to my room and, and I sat at the bed and there's the TV in front of me. And he sat, stood to my left and he put his hands above his uh, head and started doing this sound chant. It was like uh, like an incredible sort of uh, sound. It was like all of a sudden it's like a cavern, cavernous. And the wall disappears and the TV disappears. And I see these two people sort of 10, 15 feet away. And of course, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I, I, I fell on the floor and stopped uh, sort of sobbing and saying, I believed, but I didn't understand. And I, I keep saying that because they're walking towards me. I believed it was interdimensional reality, but I didn't understand that it was real yeah. in my mind, you know. Yeah. And uh, one of them came and put his hand over my head and uh, was very gracious and uh, very grateful for me to sing about the light and that I would be still singing about the light in the 21st century. And this is 1977. He said a couple of other things, but it was an incredible moment in terms of a physical, metaphysical, spiritual moment. And they just sort of went away and went away, the walk, yeah. TV came back and everything came back. And the guy lifted me up and put me on the bed. And, and, and he, 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 I asked him his real name and he said something that came out of his mouth that I couldn't understand what it was. And I learned later that angels, you can't really understand their name. You can't really hear it. So as he was leaving, he said, oh, by the way, you know, William Blake. And I said, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. He said, well, check out, you know, check him out, sort of thing. I said, yeah, I will. And about a month later, I sang on the, the, the drummer's album, Alan White. 
he did a solo album and I sang a, a William Blake song called Songs of Innocence. Oh. And uh, wow. it was an amazing moment in, in more ways than one, of course, because the following day I went to Arizona and sang Soon or Soon the Light, but I knew it was real. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of, yeah. it kind of like mind-blowing yeah. yeah. that would happen. You know? And I've been writing it in my memoirs, so it'll become something that people will write about. Your father said that you, that moment in Vegas and the, and the, the wall going away, you, your father said that was an alternate reality that you went to. Um, you know, just the way when I'm channeling, it's the same thing. You, you went to an alternate reality in, and that you were open to it at that moment. Yeah. That's what you said. And it was, it was 10 years later that I met my spiritual teacher, Divine Mother Yeah. And not the same thing happened, but up to then I couldn't really meditate. I couldn't relax yeah. enough. And she said, as I said, she said, God is free. And I said, I like that. Now you look very ripe. She didn't know what I did at all, or right. probably did, but didn't say anything. And right. uh, so we, we meditated and went somewhere, which was kind of very blissful. And uh, 15, 20 minutes later, we came back. And I remember stopping breathing. I was really in this area. Other uh, place. Near yeah. Heaven, what I'm calling Yeah, another like place. That. Yeah. Another place. And uh, then when I came back, she said, okay, now you know where you got to go every time you meditate. So now you have to practice. And yeah. I said, okay. So I practiced and practiced trying to get back there, but it, I could right. hardly get back there, you know. And I, yeah. I was on tour in Chicago, and uh, my mother, Flora, lived in Honolulu, and she gave me a phone number. So I thought, I'll call her up, you know, just say hi. And I'm in meditation. And she said, John, it's nice to hear you. Uh, what's the problem? I said, well, I can meditate, but I can't really get into that place. You know, she said, put the phone down. I'll be there in a minute. And she came right, she put the phone down and she came right, right there. And it was, huh. that's when, you know, you're connected. You're connected. Yes. Reality and things like that. And it's easy to sing about that in some ways because it's, it's something that happened. So. Your father said that you're so necessary for this moment and that second album on pause is really important. And I just want to talk about my music question because it's important. So many people feel like their life is on hold. They have to rethink about their life, whatever they're going through. You have the gift of singing, songwriting, guitar playing. How many instruments do you play? Everything. But <laughs> yeah, not, everything. Not great. Just yeah. enough. Right. And so you, he, he said, yeah, he said, go ahead and ask that question because I really want to know, when did you know you had the gift of music? And how did you know to follow your life path that this was your life path? How do you know when you're on your life path? How does one know? How did you know when that was your gift to follow back then? I think it's probably after three albums. Yes. The third album was the one that worked and made us internationally well known with the one song. And that's when you start to realize you're in this for a long time, maybe two or three years, four years, maybe. You don't think about it as a lifetime event because you're too busy, <laughs> too busy. living the moment. You yeah. know? And then during the middle of the 70s, I realized that I was learning about music on such a different level than yeah. just uh, normal sort of rock and roll songs. I was more, more interested in the symphonic world. And I started to learn more about that. That's when I could write in my passport musician and I felt really good. <laughs> do you have a daily process for music now? And do you have a way that you preserve your voice? Cause it is your gift. And you have very recognizable tenor voice. Yeah. I, 
I wake up, uh, make breakfast in bed. And, uh, <laughs> now I, I can, <laughs> we can, yes, I do. And I do. Uh, <laughs> first class, you know, it's like, <laughs> and um, then tied up and, and they come to my studio every morning and I go through vocalizing ideas. Uh, that's where Ramalama from and where does music come from. They were just vocalizing ideas initially, and I do them all the time. So I have lots and lots of them in the computer. And now I just work on the next thing that I want to uh, project. And uh, I've been working on that for 15 years at the moment. So I've learned that music is timeless if you just let go of it and get on with it and the time comes. And eventually ideas will come at the right time, especially when you're a little bit sort of blocked. You get a, sometimes a bit blocked in, right. in not knowing if you're going along the right kind of uh, musical path. And then if you just let go of it and carry on doing something totally different right. and then eventually come back to it. And, right. And grateful that it's right. working well. Because it's like when I do channeling, you're not focused on yourself. You're at another moment. And that's how you're able to get yeah. the information. With Rama Lama, um, was that, it's an India-sounding, very India-inspired song. It sounds yeah. like there's sitars in there. Um, is Rama yeah. Lama a, a word, an Indian word or something? Is that an Indian word? I keep getting a mixed message, but it could be an Indonesian word okay. for being very open. And in Indonesia, they have uh, little little temples all over the garden for different animals and oh. birds, you know, and flowers and trees. So they they... Indonesian uh, spirituality is a very earth mother, you know? Very, so, yeah. So it comes from there, I believe. But I made it up. Yeah. <laughs> but I made it up. That's but smart. Somebody, no, somebody actually wrote, somebody wrote in an article, uh, yes, this is Indonesian for, hope, ah. you know, for something. And I, One of the lyrics is, get up and show me your light to be there, to be real, to do something together now. You are the answer to my life, all, all for the giving of love, giving of love every day. I, that, yeah. it was, again, John, that must have been a pure channel moment. That, that song came down in minutes, right? It sounds like a pure channel yeah. song. Yeah, I did it in, in a space of one, one hour in one morning. You, That's what you, I do every day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you do anything to preserve your voice? Like, do you not drink alcohol or do you have anything to preserve your voice at all? I'm, I'm looking for it. Where is it? Oh, Sing, singer saving grace. Okay. Is that, what is that? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you have a spray. The title track 1000 hands is very jazzy. Is Chick Corea on that? That's gotta be yeah. the one that Chick Corea is on. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the songs that we I wrote in uh, Big Bear 30 years ago. It was a good track, you know, and then you put a master on it, like Billy Cobham on drums, and it, and the track went like that. And then yeah. you put on... Oh, you know, yeah. Jean-Luc Ponty. Like, oh, well, Jean-Luc Ponty's on that one, too. Yeah, and I worked with Jean-Luc Ponty three or four years ago. Yeah. We had a great time together, my brother from a different mother. Right, right. The song makes me happy. 
makes me happy. This song, this reminded me of the other song I found myself. This is another song that reminds me of the total acceptance of love, love being total acceptance of one. This is a happy-go-lucky song. It talks about unconditional love and we're all human. So we have quirks and it's just about loving someone despite their weaknesses to me. That's what I took away. I just love that this song is an example of that kind of love. It's just a question is the lyrics. Wasn't love enough for money? The fact it it gets (laughs) there just the same. I'm only guessing that the people were not ready, but the love, but the love that they gain just to be who you are makes me happy. Just to be where you are makes me feel so good inside. Just to make love to you feel so good inside to be here, to be loved evermore. I thought you must've been really in love when you wrote this. This was another pure channel song because you were just, it just sounds like it just came out of you. My wife here. Yeah, I know. I could tell. It was like you were in so, so such love when you wrote it. That's how I felt when I yeah. heard it. And then I wrote, I remember whoever dreamed that peace would come to every city, whoever dreamed that we could be so clear. And coming out of the, 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 the solo, I'm singing uh, John Lennon, wasn't it? Make yeah. peace, make love, not war. You know, it's kind yeah. of like, you get into that cycle of just throwing in, throwing in ideas as, you, as you're developing a song. And, and uh, it's a reflection of uh, my, 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 my musical up, upbringing in the, in the 60s. And uh, so it's peace. Yeah, love. Make, make love, not war. Um, it's so, again, apropos to this moment, because in every moment, um, this moment is more extreme and it's such a, a distillation for people. Don't you agree? It's a, an extreme distillation of people's lives and their raison d'etre, their reason for being. Don't, isn't that how you see this moment as well? Well, it's, it's, it goes very, very much deeper on so many levels because, uh, of course, black lives matter. Of course, red lives matter. Of course, Native American Indians need to be yeah. addressed, that whole problem. And it's been addressed in Canada yeah. three, four years ago. Yeah. And in Australia, they had the sorry day six years ago, seven years ago, saying we're asking for forgiveness for what they did to the Aborigines. Yeah. It's about time America woke up, but we just need a leader who truly are. You know, America's an amazing, crazy place at times, but it's a question of having somebody up there like Obama who spread nothing but love and goodwill yeah. to the world, himself and the world. And it was, an, yeah. it was uh, ridiculous how the pendulum swung the opposite yeah. way. But sometimes, have, uh, sometimes that, that's the catalyst and yeah. a catalyst for people to get more active within their own lives, to be more spiritual. And, you know, we, when we entered it, it was about, even before all that, it was about staying at home and hoping that we would learn about being one. And, and we're all one because of an unseen virus. And we're all yeah. helping the environment to clean the environment out. And we did. We stayed very, home. Yeah. Very important. The, the rainforest, destruction yeah. of the rainforest still yeah. going on. And that's one of the culprits that created yeah. the virus. It's just yeah. one of the and problems. You, you kind of herd animals together, supposed to be together, yes. they're running away from the fire yeah. and destruction, and they're herding together the insects and everything. Yeah. That's what creates uh, 
the virus. There's so many levels to this moment in the world, you know, spiritually, people rising up within their own lives and speaking up for themselves and thinking about why they want to be here. I think about time a lot. How do you see time? I feel like time is a human construct. It's just, time does not exist. It's just moments. Yeah. And how do you feel about time and what you want to do with the time you have left? We just live in the now. Yeah. In the moment. That's all. Everything else is just uh, man-made, and uh, there's more. There's more to life than we could ever imagine. So just, just open up and make things happen as much as you can, and make, make life evolve as well as it can, and uh, spread love and enjoyment and music everywhere you go. That's what I do. Do you think about time and how it goes by so quickly now, and what you want to do with oh, yeah. the time you have left? Oh yeah. No, just not really. <laughs> not really. Just get on with the work. Yeah, the great the work. work is coming. Yeah. That's, my, that's my mantra. The great work is coming. And you mentioned now, and I love that now. There's three versions of now on your album. Yeah. And it's the same song. I love that you started it with that. It's a perfect yeah. song with the bird songs, lyrics like, yeah. now that I know you are with me all the way every day, to know that fear banishes clear as the sun and sky at night to be the light. Now, time is of now, not the past or future to come to be as one. Anything I just want- think the idea is you, you want as many people as possible to hear the album and to be part of the conversation and be part of the realization and to be part of the raising of the consciousness of the planet. That's the main essence of the project. And that's why you, that's why you made it three different so- songs of now. Three different, yeah, it was yeah. what originally it was three minutes long and it just it was too much. And I just said, why don't we just set them up? And uh, the last one is now and again. And I was there my old friend Steve Howe, who worked with me in the 70s uh, with the Yes, and uh, he played on that so I could sing with him, which was a great uh, enjoyment. What do you do to pick yourself up? Is there a song you replay or you'll like, I might play your album over and over again. What do do you do to pick yourself up when you're feeling blue? Well, I'll I'll watch a guy called Jacob Collier, who's who's, who's Mozart's bike. He's he's this guy, Jacob Collier. He's he's like a Mozart, but we've got all these tools to play with. He's a ridiculously uh, high-flying musician. And at the same time, I'm happy to watch uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore on YouTube. Okay. Of course, yeah. there's all there's so many things to make life a little bit ha- better than, but I go through ups and downs a little bit. But I'm very blessed to have uh, my wife Jane around all the time. She's my cheerleader, and she wakes up morning with such an incredible sparkle of energy, incredible love of life. And then the birds come and the rabbits come. We've got ten little rabbits coming around now every morning. So life is good. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Now, now that I know you are with me all the way, every day, to know that fear vanishes clear as the sun and sky at night to be the light.